You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the kind book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pokes, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. I am here for Japanese Spider-Man. I now have a new favorite variation of Spider-Man. Uh, it is definitely a variation of Spider-Man. My favorite variation of Spider-Man, let me describe to you, has a lot of rope and isn't that good at climbing. <laughs> That's my no. favorite version of Spider-Man. He looks like he's doing some sort of weird, like, <laughs> dance every time he's climbing a wall. Like, he's just, like, shimmying in front of it like he's going to twerk or something. But he doesn't have to work that hard because he has a flying leopard spaceship that uh, does yes. a lot. Let's be honest, a lot of the heavy lifting. <laughs> it, it feels like it did 70% of the heavy lifting. He mostly just, like, was in, like, some sort of fun, like, run around from duckmen. I'm not exactly sure what those guys are. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. Well, we'll we'll get to that. Um, if you're just tuning in, you're probably confused by this very weird uh, uh, non sequitur intro. But uh, you're wrong. We're covering Japanese Spider-Man this week for our pilot project episode. That's right. And I, I gotta say, this this one blew me away watching it <laughs> from top to bottom. This thing starts crazy. And just continues on to the most confusing ending theme song I've ever seen in, a, in oh, any property. I have transcribed it, and we'll get to it. <laughs> but let's go ahead and just get in. This, the start of this episode uh, is... All right, real quick, I will say, if you did not watch this, uh, I, I don't think we ended up posting the link on Facebook because I'm really bad at Facebook. But I'll do that tonight. So if you're listening to this, I highly recommend it. It's for free on YouTube. It's like 24 it. minutes, you know, it's, it's a television yeah. show, so it's it's totally plausible for you to watch it. Uh, it's got a good quality rip, it's got an intro and an outro song that are just chef's kiss, and uh, it, if you missed the minisode, was a 40-something episode, 41-episode show that ran in Japan um, by the, uh, the Toei Company uh, that is responsible for, like, what what would become American Power Rangers among many properties of incredible fame uh, from Japanese television. Uh, And this is a precursor to a lot of those famous things. Yes, this thing is, like, while watching, I was like, wow, this is just straight up. Like, I feel like this pilot, if you just replaced him with a Power Ranger, you would not have noticed. Like, it's just so formulaic to that. But everything we're saying sounds like we're talking about like uh, what is it the Italian Spider-Man thing, uh, which is like a like a sort of like unlicensed ripoff uh, uh, that, that that occurred yeah. at some point. This is not that. This this was sanctioned and coop and in cooperation with Marvel in the seventies. Yeah, what's crazy? I mean, too, it's it's not like one of those things where it's like Spider-Man or something. You know, and it's like a guy in a different costume. Like this is the Spider-Man costume. But with nothing else to do with Spider-Man. And Marvel was like, run with it, guys. We've got faith. I don't know if they were just like, we got to get into the Japanese market somehow. But it is shocking. It, it has so little to do with Spider-Man, the character, that I don't understand why it's even called Spider-Man. Reportedly, though, Stan Lee was a huge fan of a lot of like the variations that they went with when they adapted it. Because... Apparently, Marvel and uh, uh, you know, and, and the company uh, Toei uh, had—I'm probably pronouncing that way wrong—but uh, had a, an agreement where they could use each other's properties. And Marvel was using it to sort of produce a, a comic book line of a bunch of the famous sort of like 
robot fighting series that I won't even begin to attempt to name or cite. But um, in return, the, this, you know, the Japanese company took Spider-Man as their property and intended to use it, intended to use it in a different like character story about like a time traveling like samurai and have Spider-Man just be somehow worked into that, which oh, that was, I'm, but that was, that was plan one, which is I'm insane. Kind of disappointed that there is not like yeah. a Spider-Verse version of this where it's just uh different Spider-Man's, versions of the Japanese TV show they wanted to make. Spider-Man's the sidekick to an immortal tra- time traveling samurai. But no, um, so a more like variation interpretation of the, the Spider-Man story was made with Spider-Man being, of course, the primary character instead. Uh, and this is what we, we watched. <laughs> uh, and my God. This thing starts, one, it has a theme song, which I can only hope was mistranslated. Because the, the show is obviously in Japanese, so it's subtitled. And my only hope is that the subtitles are wrong because they make virtually no sense as a song yeah although what's cool is that i wish um uh, i wish i could share it but there's the very beginning has like a do 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 like it has a very like do 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 it had a very like spider-man like tempo to it yeah um, it, it sounds like the old spider-man tv show which song. is which came out in like what like eight nine years before this came out so it would be it would make sense that they would sort of use it as at least a launching point but yeah the lyrics are bonkers but again and I'll save it for the end. <laughs> Not as crazy as the final lyrics, which the, I will the read to you. The final lyrics, letter by letter, get to them. Yes, are like while listening to it, I was like, "Uh oh, I think this is someone's suicide note." Set <laughs> you will but, think that when I get to it. We'll get to it. This this show starts though is what I can only assume is like a fever dream or like the worst trip a person could be on. It starts first with a man in a cave. No explanation to who this man is. He's just looking at a really big silhouette of a spider and is yelling for Marveler, which is the name of the big robot when it's a spaceship? Question yeah. mark? Let me be clear here. And has um, a leopard head on it. Yeah, and it's also like a more of a sphinx kind of Egyptian look, which I yes. read. I was looking up discussions of this this show and like what sort of inspired it and what they said about it. And one of the creators said when questioned, like, What's the uh, the inspiration for the the the, the, the leopardon kind of? Uh, by the way, leopardon, mastodon. It's ridiculous. Leopardon. Um, uh, uh, is it mastodon from? Wasn't that one of the Power Ranger things? Anyway. Oh, I have uh, no idea. The leopardon. Uh, uh, it looks like kind of like a sphinx lion like character, and he said that why can't there be a race of Egyptian Spider-Man from Planet Spider. That was like his like word for word response, and I'm like, you know what? Why not? Why it, why can't there be? It can't be any more ridiculous than the rest of the show. But what my favorite part, real quick, about uh, Marveler, the Sphinx version of the robot, is that it's called Marveler, but then it becomes uh, Leopardon and loses its cat head. When it becomes Leopardon, it becomes a person. So I'm like, I feel like you guys should have reversed those names. But anyway, so you, you the show starts with this man in this cave who's calling for this robot. Then it cuts to a shot of this robot flying through space. Then it cuts to a TV with the same footage on it and a man whose head is like part old TV. I mean, it's like a gigantic box and some woman. They don't say anything. Then it cuts to a scientist and his daughter who are reading this robot coming to Earth. Then it cuts to a guy doing BMX stunts 
in what appears to be like an abandoned construction site. And then it cuts back to the people in space and they're like, it's definitely Marveler. Still no clue who any of these fucking people are. They don't introduce them by name or anything. It was insane. Yeah, I, that that's like a like you, you summarize about forty seconds of this yes! 20, twenty six minute like episode. So that's that's just like what that's just like the density of wacko that you've got ready for you in this it, thing. It starts as if you're like you're turning between eight different TV shows. But what's great? Yeah, it is like your channel flipping plot. But what is crazy here is that the overall episode makes decent sense. Like it's like. Oh, I'm just like, you know, the, the main character is, is a BMX biker. His father's a scientist. He's not really concerned with his father's, like, work. And then his father goes out, is attacked. He shows up there, is, you know, sort of uh, injured as well uh, in, in, in trying to, like, avenge his father and ends up in this cave, which is weird. But, you know, he, he gains the power Spider-Man style uh, and... He goes on to try and take down the enemy. That's a pretty classic arc. Like if if you go if you take if you take a really big step back, yeah. If you take a step back sense. and just barely make out what's happening, if you squint at it, it's got an arc. But the but the very beginning, every line someone is saying the name of a character or a thing, and none of it has any way of making sense. They say in a, in a rapid fire exchange, this man with a half robot face. And this woman with like crazy eye makeup in like a, a like neon flashing room say Marveler, and then they say Leprechaun, and then they say Garia, a psychic of some kind, Professor Yaramato, an astro archaeologist. Yes, that was my favorite. I'm like, do you guys not just have astrologers there? And that and that was not like I me mean, cherry picking. Those were the said in repeat back and forth phrases, and I'm like, whoa, guys, slow down. You cannot a- do that. It's like as if like the start of like Star Wars was just like Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, Death Star, droids, secret yeah. plans, and then that, and then it was just like now here's the movie, and you're like, well, I I missed half of what just happened. The Death Star is coming, but but is is Darth Vader on it? Yes, but Luke Skywalker is the one who could take it down you know, if he finds Yoda. And then it just cuts <laughs> to Luke just flying in a land speeder, yeah, like just... and jumping, and a woman taking photographs of him, who may or may not be a sister. I could not figure that one out. Oh my god! Um, but then we do, like I said, we we are given like the this this spaceship crashes, which leads a scientist to investigate the the the, the main character is too interested in his. It is BMX tricks. To yes, go he's going him. to a race of some kind. What's like insane is the the robot guy whose name is Professor Monster. So he has oh. a PhD in something. What they never make clear. Sorry, real quick, Professor Monster of the Iron Cross Army. I'm... Yes, which feels like they were still salty about World War Two, and they yeah, were like, it was the feels... Nazis' fault. They drug us into this. That feels Nazi-like. It's weird. Um, but what's great though is. Is they're like, oh, Marveler's back, Guerreri or whatever his name is. They're like, he must have still be alive. We have to stop Professor Yoshimi. I don't remember what his name was. Uh, from finding it, we need to kill him. Then they cut to this professor. He's like a sixty-five year old man. I think you that would be the person you would want to find it. This like a, a guy who's near death and is not this, spry. This intro is so dizzy. It's like you opened up like a mid storyline issue of X-Men in like the, in like the, like the late nineties. Like it is just staggering. Like you're just like, who is talking about what and where and 
Who it is almost evil? feels like you're watching three episodes of this show playing simultaneously. Because <laughs> like, there's just so much information, and you have no idea what any of it's related to, that you're just like, okay, all right, I'm with you. But it's, and then that's why, as they introduce each character, it becomes more and more absurd. But it's presented to you in a loud and sound effect-ridden <laughs> performance oh. that does not allow you to like lose your uh, attention. Like you cannot, You cannot do something else while this show is on. Like, you cannot... Oh. There is so much scene cuts and flashes, and I think that's probably part of the reason, you know, there's a little bit for kids in here, is that if you want your kid to stare at something bright and stupefying, this might be it. And then it has the sound effect, boing, doing, like, repeatedly, this is the thing. It's Everybody makes the sound of, like, a cartoon laser for some reason. But, uh, so, the professor and his daughter and, I think, a reporter, question mark... Or his other daughter, I could not tell if that girl was related to the rest of them, set out with two random guys to go find this thing. And the son decides he's going to go to a BMX bike thing. At which point, uh, the man, is it Gary? Garia? Calls to him. And he leaves, but takes he has like his seven-year-old brother with him, who he just takes off his bike and just leaves on a street corner and drives away. With no notice. I was like, come on, guys. But... The Professor Monster has sent his female counterpart, I don't know if it's supposed to be like his girlfriend, it, like his version of Evil Lynn from He-Man, if we're going to use that analogy, because I don't remember the people in Power Rangers. But she goes, and she is apparently the head of a newspaper. She's the editor of a newspaper. She's disguised as that. Did I understand yeah, that right? It's sort of like a reverse Superman thing, right? Like the yeah. villain is a fake reporter. <laughs> but what's great is... There is a scene where she shows up with this monster they've created called, like, Bonruki or something. It's like a crocodile man with, yeah. like, a hook arm or something. It's insane. Honestly, we, we said Power Rangers earlier. Just picture, picture a crocodile monster in a Power Rangers episode. That is it. I am not oh, yeah. missing the mark at all in any I feel like when this way. show went off the air, the people who were designing the monsters got work real fast. Yeah. Uh, but when she shows up in the woods, because she's come to kill this professor, so she releases this monster who's like a little toy and then becomes like a full-size person. She then goes and changes, like, off, like on camera. She, like, pulls her shirt off and she has, like, her dress on. And then there's just a shot of her standing there fully in this weird outfit she's in. And then they just zoom in on her face. Did you notice? She like looks shifty eyed back and forth and then looks towards the camera and just runs away. Yeah. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. I could, I've watched it three times because it's just this weird like, I guess if she's like, I think this is stupid and then just runs off. Like she knows filming it. She's like, I don't think this is going to work. It's so good though. I would recommend watching it just for that. But so this monster thing kills the professor who is our lead character's son. He arrives on his motorbike and finds his father dying. I guess this is like his Uncle Ben moment. Yeah, Uncle Ben moment, yeah. Minus the part where he tells him with great power comes a great responsibility. And instead drops this bombshell as casually as possible. I've been wounded. There's, I've seen more activity from the people who are trying to invade the Earth. That's the way he words it. But one, shouldn't you have told anybody about this? I feel like yeah. if you know there's an alien race trying to invade Earth. Maybe call the government, or at least the cops. Also, but just the way he, like, he's like, I've seen more activity, as if, like, <laughs> it's just so nonchalant. Well, Pogues, let's not get it too ahead of ourselves. If if you were a police officer, and you got a call, and it says, hi, it's me, Professor Astroarchaeologist. 
you know, I majored in astroarchaeology. Quick, quick update. Take up on space dinosaurs? Y'all ever heard of Planet Spider? Because I got some news. <laughs> like, it's uh, it's not going to go well, Pokes. Now, I need... My question, though, is, am I a Japanese police officer? Yes. I immediately believe him and call the government. <laughs> because also, this country is overrun by big robots, uh, monsters we created through nuclear radiation. Can we talk about... The fact that the planet that apparently Garia is from is called Planet Spider, and that when yes. he dies, he seems to become a spider. Yes, he, like he becomes a spider. Style. And I have to say, this is the only time in my entire life <laughs> I want to be I clear felt here. Sorry for a spider. <laughs> I want to be clear here to the audience. I don't mean that he becomes like a ghostly like spider person. No, I mean he becomes like a garden variety house spider. <laughs> yeah, he's just a, a spider. Which, sadly, they have tied to a string and are just holding. And it's, like, trying to, like, write itself, and it can't. And I was just like, I, I feel so bad for this spider, and I fucking hate spiders. Yeah, I know. I have a, it's bad. Jesus Christ. But then, Pogues, but then, he's given the wrist spider device. Which okay, is yeah, the, here's, here's what's oh insane. So, the guy shows up, has this conversation with his father, who dies sitting up, which is not a thing that usually happens. He gracefully dies, like, reclining, like he's, like, posing for an ad. But he dies, and so the son goes to get revenge, and he comes across the woman, who is now has, like, an army of men wearing snow goggles and appear to have duck bills. Is that what they look like to you, or are they, like, chicken men? They have clear beaks. They have orange, pointed beaks. And I don't know why <laughs> never explain it never call them by any name as to like be like oh my you know like whatever those weird things were in power rangers like the clay people oh, they yeah. at least had a name but so that he gets in a fight and one of them basically like cuts his jugular and so he's like kind of bleed to death and he falls into a cave where he meets garia or whatever who tells him that he's been down in this cave for 400 years being attacked by poisonous spiders and just lived by enduring and then immediately ties but not before he gives the most conspicuous wrist device i have ever seen in my life it's like very much the green lantern story you know like he finds a guy and gives him a ring but it's as if the ring was the size of like a small car battery i mean this thing is i was gonna so say big. The, the the wrist watch is carburetor sized it is very it's very so, large like so so large that he would either have like one arm that was like Popeye sized from having to lift it, or he would never be able to raise his arm. It's so big. And it seems to exclusively hold his outfit. Isn't that all it does? It also has the remote control to call Marvel or what's also more insane is it also has a needle that injects him with the spider essence. But I don't know if you noticed on top of it, this gigantic watch that has like six inches of flat space at the top says Spider-Man. In English. It identifies the person as Spider-Man. Uh, hey, uh, Batman, did you notice that your uh, Batarangs say Bruce Wayne on them? That's probably not a good idea, right? Yeah, it's as if Bat- Bruce Wayne wore like a, like a three-piece suit and then his tie clip was just the big Batman logo. <laughs> it's insane, but and, it's okay, so good. This, w- 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 the wristwatch gives us the best... Yeah, the actual sequence. best moment. As much as I love this, that woman's confused look when she gets shifty-eyed, if you this can't, is the best thing. If you can't watch episode one of Japanese Spider-Man, 
just look up Japanese Spider-Man transformation on YouTube. There's a montage of just transformation sequences from multiple episodes, and they are the best thing I've ever seen. Not only do you have a very Power Rangey kind of throw, like 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 a proto Power Ranger like like sequence here, you've got that sound effect we're talking about in yes. full force. You've got a sequence where he presses the side of the watch, and his outfit. His, his spandex outfit, outfit shoots out of it as if it's like a can of compressed air. It just like yeah. sprays out. It comes out like those prank snakes that, that you put in a can. It comes flying out specifically away from him. Away from him. <laughs> Yet the camera cuts and it, it shows it falling in front of him where it then does that like a very popular it, it, like film trick in the 70s where they pause the film. <laughs> like it, very obviously pause it. What is great is it falls in front of him as if it has like a wire mesh inside that's like holding it to be like his height and like the width of his shoulders. So, but it's not like it falls on him as if like it's falling on him and wrapping around. It Literally, they just drop a suit that has like a metal frame in it directly in front of him. You can see the guy clearly behind it. And then they cut to a shot of just what I think is pants. And then to a zipper, and then he's just in Spider-Man, and does this bizarre move where he like grabs his like he looks like he's trying to grab like something hanging in front of him that's not there, and then he goes into the low crouch, and that's it. But every move he makes has a sound effect. And if you watch the montage, you see all the possible variations of this that aren't in the episode. Like this happens in his bedroom, which, by the way, folks, I believe very clearly had a foam floor because when he does a flip the whole floor sort of sinks um but but you see like him do it on a motorcycle you see him do it in a number of different scenarios uh on the the montage video so i highly encourage it and then yeah if you will i recommend watching the whole episode but if you do not you have to at least watch that the zipper part just takes something away like from like the intensity of the moment like it's like as, it's like it's, it, it was kind of like if uh, you know like the, like in Rambo or in Commando, there's like a sequence where like you know Schwarzenegger or whatever or Stallone or whatever is like suiting up, and it's just like a bunch of fast cuts of them like putting a knife in like a a boot sheath and like like wrapping like a bandana around. It would be like in like the fourth or fifth cut in that sequence. It was it was like st- like Stallone tying his shoelaces, and you hear him quietly going like. Okay, the rabbit goes around the hole. <laughs> like, like it's also like such an <laughs> like such a loud zipper that it's like it's like it's like um I don't know. Also, it, too, like it's supposed it to be a special superpower. Yeah, but it's just a zipper. It's yeah. It, it, it would be as if there was like in the, in the Sailor Moon transformation sequence, there's a point where they stop and just like pull a boot on slowly. Like, yeah. it, it takes like, away from the, the the mysticism when you're like, oh, it's just a zipper. Like she's tying it and then slowly covers it with like a front <laughs> flap so you can't see the laces. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And then and then we get into I mean he's in this fucking costume the rest of the episode. It's like goodbye proto Peter Parker or whatever. Like he's just. Ready to do a lot of sound effect laden flips. Uh, uh, he he hides on the ceiling from his uh, <laughs> yeah. sister and his brother when they come in. They've brought him tea, and this room, like the ceiling, is maybe seven feet off the ground, and he's on top of it. And she walks in, and there's a shot where she wa- she's like standing, and she turns around, and they like you can they zoom up a little, and he's above her, and it's like. Yeah, there's literally no way you could not see this guy when he walked into the room. It's not that big of a room, and it's well lit. Like, as soon as you walked in, you'd be like, holy shit, there's a dude on the scene. 
And why he's hiding from them, I still could not figure out. But he goes outside and uses uh, all of his abilities. He has to yell what they're called, of course, in classic Japanese uh, TV show fashion. So he yells spider rope. And it is legit just like a piece of like three inch thick like boat rope that you would use to like dock a boat. Yeah, it's the kind of rope you like practice your knots on in Boy Scouts. Like it was, uh, it's not a, it, it, and it's very thick. It is not even like a good like, like low tech replacement for webbing. Yeah, it is it's like legit like a hangman's noose. Like it's that. Yeah, very, <laughs> and, and that happens for the rest of the, the the show. Like he does like a net at some point, which is supposed to be like you know spider a spider net. a spider web, but it's just like a, it's a net. And they even says net. He could say web, yeah. but he says he says net. spider net. And at another point, he says spider string, which is he just shoots a bunch of string all over a doorway. Yeah, they didn't even try. Like I mean, it's like should we call one of them spider web? Nah. Nobody knows spiders have webs. Uh, but we then are treated to a seamless montage of him crawling and running across buildings in which you can see in some of the shots the string which is holding him to the side of the building as he, like, pretends to pantomime climb up it. Yeah, and there's he... a lot of, like, what can we do? Because there's a lot of, like, we don't have the money or the resources to, like, put a harness on a guy and have him climb a wall and then, like, edit it out. Like, so what? what can we do... Like, how can we hold him up, like, and, and just shoot half of him, like, wrapped around this, the corner of a building and, like, have oh, him just slowly yeah. shimmy? Like, it's... It's oof. as if, like, you would be like, I gotta climb up this building. I have spire powers. Let me just put one arm on the other side. Like, I'm gonna climb right at the corner and just put one arm. So people on this side of the building know I'm climbing, too. It's so, like, bad. And, but, like, whenever they show him, it's clear they were just like, I just pretend like you're climbing. He's like, yeah, I don't know what that looks like. And they're like, you don't know what climbing looks like? Fuck it, you'll figure it out. Because he's just, like, doing, like, a thing where it's, like, he almost looks like he's trying to, like, swim on a wall. Like, it's not a motion that looks like climbing at all. But somewhere around here, he begins to make his pursuit of the main villain. Uh, yes, because we also learn familiar. of his last power. Which is, his spider sense doesn't warm him of danger. It shoots a very crude looking like cartoon spider web in the air that like beams down towards an area so he knows where to run like some sort of tracking device and he is he goes to find a nuclear physicist who has been kidnapped and when he arrives did you notice the line the, the dialogue he says i won't help you and the woman villain yes says, uh, that's what i was trying to get to yes say that you probably written down yeah uh he, he he approaches like this room with a harassing uh, 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 a, a a you know a, a hostage, and the woman says in clear plain dialogue, "No, you will become an evil scientist." Yes. <laughs> that that line, I was like, I again, I hope like this there must a be like translation. a word that we don't have for uh, like an evil. Like, yeah, like like, like in, Jap- in Japanese, it has like a real subtle meaning. Yeah, like a, like a scientist with no morals, and they're like, yeah, how yeah, does like that translate to English. Like a disgraced scholar has like a term, like, and that's what they're using. And it translates as evil scientist, but it's just to say, like, like no, you will be a bad guy. Like it's like the funniest fucking thing. Yeah, it's I've so ever good, heard. and it's as if like he's just gonna be like, well, you got me. <laughs> I, I guess I'm a bad guy now. Um, so Spider Man has a fight with this becomes like a good. Right Seven here, minutes of the I, show. Yeah, right here I realized something when they were doing this fight sequence here, which is long, it's drawn out, it's got a lot of sound effects. This is just 
60s live action Batman with Adam West, but Japanese. Like it's like Batman, like the live action Adam West Batman did not, sorry, it did not follow, you know, the lore. It it went off fucking script with like the, a lot of the Batman caricatures and, and, and tropes and even the origin, which is what this does. I mean, much farther, but you know, and it's lots of like comical fight sequences and overdramatic things. I would say this though. I think the fight scenes in this are worse. <laughs> like this That's is true. zero choreography. Yeah, it's not wrong. They are lots of like very, very, very like turbo quick cuts. Sometimes showing some people flipping towards the camera, then away, then towards, then away, and then towards again. <laughs> yes, there is a shot which uh, just another reason to watch it is there's a scene where Spider-Man is on top of like a dam. And I gotta get. I, I gotta gift this one. <laughs> There is six duck men running towards him. They then do a flip forwards, and then the screen cuts, and they're like ten feet back, and they start running again into a flip backwards, and now they're ten feet ahead of where they just were, and it cuts like four times, but it doesn't make any sense because I'm like, we saw them do the flip. Why did you cut? Like, just have them flip and then keep running. There's no reason to stop. They've succeeded in the stunt. It's very weird. And then there's just tons of shots of, like, these guys running, Spider-Man, like, climbing on a wall and then, like, going behind something, and then a completely different person in another Spider-Man suit, like, looking over a ledge above them, like, ha-ha, I got up here really quick and running off, but it's, like, so clear that the other dude's just behind a wall. It's so weird. And And every, there's, like, no punching or anything. Like, every time they just run at Spider-Man and he, like, swings his arms and they just flip over and that, for some reason, hurts them. The part that confused me the most is that, you know, this fight sequence, like, there's no thread to the fight sequence, right? Like, like they they start running no. at Spider-Man while they're standing on, like, the top of what looks like a dam, and they run at him, and then he, he sort of, like, gestures, and you think the next scene is them going to be, like, another one coming from behind. But then the scene cuts, and he's, like, appears to be dangling from the back of what, a, what looks like high school bleachers, and yes. everyone runs past, and I'm like... Okay, where are we now? And then they cut, and he's like in a inside now. And I'm like, wait, what? Where are? I'm dizzy. Like, I don't know it's, where we it's, are. It's like they gave a camera to like the B unit, you know, like the people who are like don't film the main actors, and they're like, just film some fight scenes. And like, would well, you have any like choreography or storyboards? And they were like, just whatever, just do whatever you want. And then, and then yeah, they and did, like, and hey. they gave it to him, and they were like, I don't want to edit this. This is a lot of footage. Just put it in the show. And there's like, well, how about you run me over here, and then. I think I can climb up there. You want me to shoot me climbing up there? Oh, yeah, all right. Fuck yeah, and then I'll yell spider uh, net, and right. I'll throw a net on some people, and then sure. we'll cut, and I'll just be on top of the dam, and there'll be eight of them running at me. There'll be two. They'll roll, and then there'll be a jump cut, and six of them will appear, but then appear 50 feet away from where they just were and start running at me again. <laughs> it was the most crazy thing I've ever seen. And I was expecting, like, the fight to have... Like, that sort of over-the-top Power Rangers, like, overly choreographed, like, grunt fighting. You know, where they're always, like, they're, like, talking and grunting the whole time. So that you're like, ooh, they're exerting themselves. But it's literally just a man running around. From people who probably can't see him because they're wearing, like, black-tinted snow goggles. Those beaks are going to really mess with your field of vision. Um, And, of course, we get to the sequence that we're all waiting for, uh, which we can't miss. Which is then... Uh, the classic Power Rangers uh, uh, storyline happens, which is like the monster, which is for, at first tiny, which is how every Power Rangers monster begins. It's like a small thing, 
that they then throw it in earth and it becomes large. And it becomes, but by large, I mean it becomes like person sized. So this, yes. this, this monster, this crocodile monster, is person sized after being t- a tiny toy to begin with. And then just, just narratively, irresponsibly becomes a Godzilla sized monster. He just decides to become a Godzilla sized monster. Monster. I think he. I think he realizes he might lose, so he becomes a Godzilla-sized monster. And you think at which point Spider-Man's fucked, right? Oh wait, no, because the best part is Spider-Man's first attempt to fight him had to be my favorite. Like another great moment is he yells "Spider Rope" and just shoots a rope on what is essentially a like fifty-foot-tall man, as if he has any chance of stopping a man with just shooting a rope on his arm. At which point. The guy pulls the rope and then throws Spider-Man into a like a mountain outcropping. It's like a dummy or something, but it just plows into the side of this mountain and just like dead falls. It's so. It's another great moment where you're just like, what? And then somehow Spider-Man has become just knows perfectly how to use every gadget he has somehow because he calls for his his robot. He calls for Marveler, which shows up and poops out of a race car. Which also another thing you think of when you think of Spider-Man. And then he gets in it and the hood opens up and he fires missiles out of it? Question mark? This part confuses me. Okay, because here's the thing, folks. I will accept that your Spider-Man in this universe is from a planet spider. And that, that there is a spaceship involved because it is a extraterrestrial spider concept. I accept that. What a convertible has any business doing, a flying convertible, any business doing in this scenario, I cannot tell you. Yeah, what it is so confusing. Outside of this scenario, what does a roofless flying car do for anybody? <laughs> I don't, I don't. It's, it appears to be just a mechanism to get him back into the robot. At which point I'm like, can't the robot just land? Yeah, it's... That so part... he gets inside. <laughs> yeah, right. And he does a little dance because there's no like actual buttons. Everything he does is like hand motions, very much like the Power Rangers. Yeah, it's super Power Ranger like because he does like, even does like the cross arms at some point. Which yeah. Is, like, the classic so he player. activates the thing's ab- ability, which includes uh, the very Gundam esque like crown piece on his robot helmet. Comes off and he throws it. It's a boomerang. It hits the monster and then comes back and hits him. And then he pulls out, did you happen to see what the name of his sword is? No. He reaches into his booty, the robot's booty, and yells, Sword of Vigor. Huh. Which feels like a name you give your penis. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Sword of Vigor is just a very weird name for a sword. And then he just throws it too. All this guy can do is throw shit. And it hits the monster, the monster blows up. It's the least climactic fight scene in the world. It's like, giant monster! Oh, he's dead. And that's... Then he just is shown driving around, looking for revenge. Yeah, is, just... is, Which is like the whole... Which is what's crazy is... It's like, you know, Spider-Man's story is sort of supposed to be like... Spider-Man goes out because he feels guilty. Like, his failure to do the right thing cost him one of the most important people in his life. And he realizes that because he has these powers, it's more important for him than for anybody else to do the right thing and to help people. And so he's sort of driven by, like, guilt and the desire to honor the memory of his dead uncle. Well, that honor is then displayed expertly in our final credits sequence. But what's crazy is 
this the oh, like the ending monologue is basically like he needs to fight yeah. the Iron Cross for revenge. It's like no, that that's not the story of Spider Man. He he learns he doesn't need revenge almost immediately. But it he is the story what he did. of it's, Japanese Spider Man. <laughs> yes, I, which I understood very Japanese, but I just I love that it was like wow, this is the exact opposite of the point of the Spider Man trip, like the whole series. But then it goes into this end song and. I'll let you take it, Ben. Yeah, it's sort of like a sing-songy. Uh, it's not like as jazzed up as the intro, but it's still pretty like upbeat. I would say it's not super slow and like and like piano music. It's it's it's, it's like it's like if elevator you've ever music. Seen, like any Japanese anime, there's always a beginning and ending song, and the ending song is always like melancholy for some reason. Yeah. But this one was just weird. So uh, it. it, it, it <laughs> It begins right with <clears throat> echoing in the depths of darkness, the footsteps of hell under a grave marker lies my father. I hide in my heart, my callous fate. Goodbye, my friend, my eternal friend, all alone. All alone. I run through these deserted lands. What the fuck does that what? mean in regards to this That like the only part that that makes sense in there is that your father died but yeah like the opening i'm like dude that's some super like metal imagery of your dead father and then it kept going i was like i don't know what's happening now like it really feels like a suicide note the footsteps of hell like it's like such an intense again am i missing something in translation is it more sensible in its original like context i don't know but uh, or is it yeah it's like one of those things where it's like they are actually like well I, you know you hear the footsteps from the spirit world and they're like we don't have a spirit world so we'll just say hell but he also when he first shows up at the whatever where they have the nuclear sciences they said who are you and he said like a demon from hell spider-man and i was like wait what Spider-Man? Like, he says something about from hell, Spider-Man, and I was like, this is not what I was expecting. Like, that's a weird intro to your hero. And then this ending song, I was like, I think I watched a a very, I had a very different take on this show. But those ending lyrics are haunting, to say the least. I will, um, I'm actually going to have Sarah kind of cross-stitch this, and I want to put it up on the wall. That's my plan. I think it would make a great pillow. Yeah, like your friend, your mom, your your parents come over to see you in Chicago, and they're like, "Oh, you cross stitched a pillow." Footsteps from hell. Huh? Is this my Wal- father's grave. Is this Walt Whitman? <laughs> no. I, I think that's what he says. Is <laughs> I'm footsteps from hell, Spider Man. I just wow. That should have been your wedding vows. Really I run through been. these desolate lands alone. All, All alone. alone. <laughs> footsteps of hell and despair. <laughs> Jesus. It's so but it's like over like seventies so, Japanese like synthesizer. So you're just like, I don't this doesn't fit either. Pogues, I have to ask you a very important question. Yes. Were it to be made available to you, would you watch episode two? Yes, I, I would watch episode two. I would too. I got There's a runaway what, train. Yeah. Yeah, there was a preview at the end, and I wanna kinda know what goes down. Like this whole I would watch this. If, if it was just one season of, like, 15, 20 episodes, I would watch the entire thing. But we looked it up, and it's, like, 40 episodes. And I'm like, I think after episode 10, 
I'd be like, I can't do this for another 30 episodes. <laughs> but it is, like, I, it's definitely a show that I could see, like, you have some friends over for, like, a game night or something, and you guys take a break to eat pizza or whatever. Throw on an episode of this, because it is just a level of insanity that you do not see in, in modern television. I'm just trying to figure out now if there's a fucking box set for this thing, because I kind of want to buy it. Oh, you know somewhere, somebody, there's got to be a place. Give me it. I, I have some people I can, I can, I can, I can call. I can ask. Yeah, we, we know some people in Japan. We'll, we'll see if they can get us a... <laughs> they can help me out. Hook me up. Hook me up. Otherwise, I'll just be wandering this, this fucking deserted land uh, all alone until I can get that fucking box set. You have to say all alone twice. Or it just all doesn't alone. have the gravitas. <laughs> well, that was a longer than usual pilot project, but we had so much to explain to you. I feel like if we really wanted to, we could go on for like another 40 I think minutes so just too. talking about the weird costumes of everyone else. But we can't. But we can't. Uh, that is the law, after all. We will be breaking international podcast law. If we were to talk about yeah, I don't know if you guys know any that. more minutes. <laughs> the UN had a specific meeting to discuss the length of pilot projects. Uh, next week, we'll be seeing Black Panther. Um, you should see it, too. Although it looks like, judging by the records, it's breaking for pre-release sales everyone already is seeing it uh it's broken like several records for the amount of tickets sold and what will probably be one of the largest opening weekends uh. for a comic book movie in a while so that's that's good news everybody i know who's seen it said that it's very good uh, it's beautiful it's got a great story so here's hoping we'll see you guys next week when we talk about it you can of course see the movie in any theater and uh that's it See you next week. My callous fate. All alone. All alone.